what was painful last busy season? So do you need systems? Do you need to grow in jobs? Uh, do you need to train a team to grow? Those are all things. So find your gaps. Think of your business as a shell. And as a shell grows, as you grow as a business, the shell is going to crack. There's nothing about it. Think of an eggshell. You cannot get that, you know, egg any bigger unless you crack it. And then you've got some gaps somewhere. I suggest that you keep a list of these. We call it gaps. Some people call them, um, you know, problems. Um, they're called many different things. I, I don't know why I can't think of another term for it. But we call them gaps here at WOW. And we keep track of those gaps and we keep them prioritized. And then we go in the off season or when we have time and we look at those gaps. Okay, who's needed? Who, who's needed to be in on this conversation about this gap? Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magwell. Hi, and welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform designed to manage and grow and scale your real estate photography and videography business. I'm Craig Magram. I'm the business development and client care specialist for Spiro and host of the podcast. And with me every week, are, uh, I, I was told this was formal and, and, and uh, you know, very... Um, uh, uh, proper and whatnot, uh, but founder, owner, and uh, father and dad, uh, Todd Kivimaki. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just Todd. Yeah, just Todd, uh, barbecue connoisseur. What else can I add? Well, Craig, thank you for the introduction. It's good to be here. And, uh, you know, I think Emily said it well last week. She's like, hey, just so everybody knows, like, I'm still out doing this all day, every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't take any photos anymore, which I do actually enjoy. I actually did a headshot last week because uh, we we kind of uh, double scheduled an appointment. It was a lot of fun. I was like, I got a camera back in my hand. But uh, we, I am in this all day, every day, along with you guys with the business of real estate media, uh, trying to grow a business, trying to scale, and uh, also give our employees and our, our contractors here just a, a good environment to work in. So I don't know how you're going to title that, Craig, because that's a pretty long one, but I'm excited to be here. We got a good topic today. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, as we're headed into the, the end of the year here, you know, we're, we're already in December. November has already blown by. I don't even know where November went. Um, you know, things slow way, way down. Uh, especially February, you know, January, February. I just, I remember when I was running my business <clears throat> headed into that first slow season, uh, I was a little, I was pretty concerned. I, you know, <clears throat> shoots went way down and I thought, uh, where are my customers? Am, am I, am I going to survive this? Yeah, I can. I, you know, I, I would just suggest to not panic. This is, well, pending your market. So, uh, we're in the we're in the Midwest, and you know, so even even our most southern market in North Carolina still sees a cold a cold season. So you know, people don't move during the holidays as much. You know, they have Christmas trees and they have gatherings. Uh, this is normal. Uh, you know, we've got some some tips and tricks for you today, and some things to think about about how you can utilize this time. But the first thing is just take a breath. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you do catch your breath when, when things slow down and, and that's nice. But man, when those dollars and, and cents start to dry up and, and revenue dries up, um, you can you can get pretty worried about things. Yes, you can. And the big thing there is just I hope you've developed a plan or you've anticipated this to come somewhat. Uh, if you haven't, we can still take a little pivot and make up for it. But having a plan is the most important thing. And uh, and nobody likes to see revenue or cash flow go down. We send a lot of invoices. So our cash flow still sustains a little bit through these months. Our employee cost is astronomical compared to our job cost, the revenue coming in. But we're still collecting from the busy months. So we actually see our cash flow you know, the first couple of years I saw it, it was like, oh, great, we're still making money. Well, if you invoice and you're still collecting in December, you're probably collecting for previous months. So it's kind of a false positive for me. That's one thing I learned is cash flow was just a different thing of understanding. Uh, while your business can make money, you can be cash flow poor and you need to be careful about that. Uh, so no matter if you're just starting off or you have a business of 40 or 50, um, you know, I, I think having your plan and knowing what to expect is the first step. Yeah, yeah, you really have to plan for those those slow seasons, and um, you know don't don't pay yourself everything you make during the busy summer season, and then not be able to pay yourself anything during during the slow season. One one of the uh, tips I read yesterday in one of the Facebook groups was uh, pay yourself a salary, you know, so that you you spread that out over the course of of the entire year, um, and you're not you ha you haven't then. You don't lack a plan, like you just said. That that's a great idea. And if you don't if you don't know how to do that, because if you've you know if you just get the checks in and you pay your vendors or you pay you know your editors or your photographers, and then you have this leftover amount after you've paid the lights and the internet and things like that. Um, the simplest thing is is to is to sit with an accountant and to understand what is what is a salary that you're going to pay yourself. This was a tough one for me because I was so used to. I mean, I didn't do this until like 15 years into the business. I was just so used to whatever the profit was. You know, I would take um, a, a distribution as the owner. But then at the end of the year, we, we invested so much back into the business that it really left me a little unsettled, especially now having a family at that point. So the most important thing is, is the definition of a business is a profitable enterprise that works for you. So... That's the main thing is it has to work for you. So you need to tell yourself, what do I need? What do what am I owed? And set that amount and pay yourself that money. Um, and I think that's a good that, that's a good structure to have. And remember that you started this business to meet your needs and you shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, uh, because yeah. ultimately you're at stake and you're responsible for everything. And this business should suit suit your needs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Financial concerns aside, what what do we do with all of now this free time that we haven't been used to during during the summer season? I, you know, I feel kind of guilty uh, just sitting around catching my breath. Should I look into doing another type of photography? Oh, that's a great question, Craig. Quite honestly, the first year that Derek came on, this was a little over six years ago, I hired him. I'm like, you're not going to see me in November or December. And I honestly, like I, he did not, like, I just did not like, I, I worked my butt off during the busy season. You know, we put 
40, 50,000 miles on a car, work 16 hour days. And I was like, you're just not going to see me because I need to recharge. And I, I took that time, but I took that time knowing that it was useful for me to recharge. Uh, so you have to decide for yourself. This is another thing about being a business owner. What do you feel the most comfortable with? I could never do that now uh, as much as I would like to. Uh, I, I feel as though I need to get in and now's the time I've learned to work on your business. So if, if you're excited about just the amount of work you have now and you're excited about uh, the niche business that you have, and maybe you just give a very high customer service level and a very high quality product and just a service to your client and, and you just want to sustain that, uh, then maybe it's time, one, take care of those clients. So what are you doing for a Chris, Christmas gift? Are you asking them uh, what they need? What are their thoughts about this market? So take care of your top 20%. But then also, if, if you're okay not growing, I would just, you know, I would decide how else you're going to grow. Are you okay with that? If you're okay with that, then put the time back into yourself because you earned it. If you can pay your bills, then you that's the benefit of being a business owner. Uh, now you've got things to plan for as far as retirement, and all those things. So don't, don't go extreme on it. You know, make sure you're financially set up for, uh, a plan that you want to achieve. Right. Right. So say we make the decision that we're going to concentrate fully on real estate photography and videography. Um, and, and we're not going to do weddings and, and portraits and things like that. Um, during this slow time, then what what should I be doing with that free time um, in in looking to grow and and scale scale my business? Yeah, great question. So ask yourself, where are your gaps? What was painful last busy season? So do you need systems? Do you need to grow in jobs? Uh, do you need to train a team to grow? Those are all things. So find your gaps. Think of your business as a shell. And as a shell grows, as you grow as a business, the shell is going to crack. There's nothing about it. Think of an eggshell. You cannot get that, you know, egg any bigger unless you crack it. And then you've got some gaps somewhere. I suggest that you keep a list of these. We call it gaps. Some people call them um you know, problems, um, they're called many different things. I, I don't know why I can't think of another term for it, but we call them gaps here at WOW. And we keep track of those gaps and we keep them prioritized. And then we go in the off season or when we have time and we look at those gaps. Okay, who's needed? Who, who's needed to be in on this conversation about this gap? Uh, who needs to be in the room? What information do we need to collect? Okay, let's get those people in the room with a whiteboard. You can see my whiteboard has changed. I've got task and editor workflows on the back back there. Um, get it on a board. Get conversations going. If it's just you, get on a board and, and just write. Write down. Uh, you know, creatively, how could we solve this problem? That's the first step. And in this creative process. No wrong answer. Like you could say, we're going to build a rocket and fly it to the moon. That's how we're going to let more people know about us. Just write it down because in this creative stage, you don't want to block any good ideas. So you need to creatively think about how you're going to fix these gaps. And then from there, you need to think, okay, which ones are our best, our best choices? Do we need any, any information now that we have concluded a few things that we need to come back with? Uh, so yeah, this is, this is, uh, we call it a workout here at wow, but get the right people in the room, 
brainstorm how you're going to fix that gap, uh, assign people to either collect data, create a follow-up meeting where you can look at that data and then further the conversation. And then the big thing is, and we just started doing this a couple of years ago, but you're going to need to write procedures for this. I know procedures is like that four letter word, but if at least, at least it was to me, I never worked in a corporate job. I never worked in anything. I, I started wow in college. So, and I was a computer science major. So I did not have, I like, I didn't have an MBA that I went back to. I was like, Oh, they had the class about procedures, but what a procedure is. It's basically just your, it's your order of operations for what to do when this thing happens. So a simple one, let's talk about a procedure for hiring somebody. Okay. So a procedure for hiring somebody would be the fact that you need to have a, a, a job posting for what it is. You need to have a job description. Okay, you're hiring them to do what? You can't just say, I need you to be an admin. That that does not set them up for success. So what is the job description? Um, what are your questions that you're going to ask during the interview process? Do you do one? Do you do two? Do you th do three interviews? Do you give a personality test or any other assessment type of test? How do you conclude then once you take in all the data and you interview people, so on and so forth. So that's just a simple procedure of what it, what one thing that we actually just wrote out about a year ago here at WOW is how we hire somebody because we are doing it a little bit different each time. So long story short, let me recap and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Craig. But if you have a pro fix problems now, get the right people in the room, the brainstorm solutions for the problems, collect the appropriate amount of data to understand the best solution. And then once you come up with a solution, document it and write a step-by-step -step procedure and educate all of your people, your employees or your contractors about what's going to happen. And you could, it, I would even add your, you would even educate your clients about that too. Now don't send them your procedure document. That's just for you. You're going to want to communicate with them via email or a phone call or in person. But um, get all those things done, start fixing those gaps and you'll grow like crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's kind of like looking at things from a, a 15,000 foot view and, and having that that overall strategy, which Todd, you're really good at. Whereas I, I've realized about myself, um, you know, as, as I've gotten older and, and done more in, in, in the industry, uh, just in, in, in my career, that I'm more of a tactics type of guy. I love checklists and, you know, making that list and going down that and ticking, ticking those things off, um, doing the tactics to make the strategy work. So some of the practical things um, that you can do during during that slow time uh, to really stay focused on real estate photography. Um, well, number one, it's a great time to look at pricing changes and, and roll those out at the first of the year. Um, perfect time for that. Um, implementing new software, a new software platform. Oh, what? Craig, that's just so convenient. It, now's a good time. I love that, Craig. Now's a good time to see if there's a better solution out there that can help you upsell, that can help you sell more, raise your ASP. Okay, I'll stop now, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We we try not to do that too much on on this podcast, but you know, obviously we we are a software company. Um so that's that's one of the things though that this is the perfect time of year to to look at mm -hmm. is um it, it is your current software platform if you even have one. 
um, meeting the needs of, of your business. And, you know, even if it isn't Spiro, um, just going through things and, and going down that checklist, you know, is the software doing this for me? Mm-hmm. Is it accomplishing what I need it to? Um, planning for that that switchover if you decide you are going to switch platforms. It, it does take a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, to switch a platform. And we recognize that, you know, we, we do have some tools to a couple of tools to try and help make that easier. Um, but yeah, plan your time for that because again, uh, like a price change, uh, the first of the year, great time to uh, to switch your, your software platform if that's something you're considering. Um, some other things to, to uh, that you can do as far as tactics in a, in a, a checklist during this, this slower time of the year, um, look at your, your marketing materials. Um, so your, your brochures, um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, business cards, whether it's you know it's traditional physical business cards or even electronic ones. Um, your website updates, social media updates, and, and your marketing approach to that. Are you going to change things up? Uh, letterhead, envelopes, um, thank you cards. Um, for me, this is a big one, and and I, it really gave a personal touch to my business. But a handwritten thank you note. Um, and Christmas cards as well, writing those out, uh, just a short, quick one or two sentence greeting to each of your, your customers uh, for that, that prior year or the, the year that you're in uh, and just thanking them for their business. So it's just, it, it's things, things like that, that that you can do during this slow time. Yeah, for sure. And those are all things that can help you grow. Craig, I just pulled up here in a document, I pulled up our actual gap list of what things we're working on right now. And I'm just going to read down. I mean, the team's worked on these some, but um, some of our first choices that we decided we want to tackle in this um, non-busy season. Uh, and these are notes I'm reading from um, 3-9 of 22. So we, we keep a list of these and we keep these updated. But our first choice is we wanted to unify communication here in the office. That was one thing that we found. And, and if uh, even if you only have one person, maybe an admin or one or two shooters, if there's a team of three or four of you, I would I would highly suggest that you do this sooner rather than later. How is everyone on the same page? How does everyone know what is happening? If you can unify communication with a CRM or with um, your, your inbox or a, um, a ticketing system, those are things that we're looking at implementing or changing right now. Um, we had down here that we wanted to build a better culture. So we had gotten to a point where we felt that we are a little static with our culture here. And they've pushed, we've pushed that ahead here in the, in the non-busy season. Uh, we wanted to get uh, all of the data in the CRM organized. Uh, CRMs, and we have a sales team. So c- sometimes the data just gets in there and it's crazy, but it needs organized. Uh, one other thing that we want to work on is houses not being ready. So how are we going to educate our clients? I'm sure all of you have had this problem and you walk in and it's just nothing worse than you're already behind and it's probably raining outside and you walk in and the house is trashed and there's kids everywhere and dogs. And I love kids and dogs, but not when it's raining and I'm behind. So that's one thing that we're looking to solve. So how can we educate? How can we take some of the data we have? Um, we look, we're, we're looking at new products. We're looking at a, a feedback method for our photographers out there to, to improve that method. Um, we're looking to drive more leads. Um, we're looking to get more referrals. So that's just some of the top things on, on our list here at wow. Hopefully that gives you a few ideas. Don't, don't make them based on our list, make them based on what your, what your business needs. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you mentioned leads and referrals. And one of the things that, that I loved to do when, when things were slow is um, kind of reestablish relationships with, with current customers because you're so busy um, during during the busy season, spring, summer, you know, into fall, um, so busy shooting that you don't have time to to develop those relationships and, and maintain those really how they should be, um, especially if, if you're a, a small business. You know, my, for myself, it was myself and one other photographer, and we were we were slammed. We were busy during that that busy season. Um, so being able to to sit down with with your clients and and go over the year, thank them for their business, um, you know, talk about uh, goals coming up um, and, and prospect new business as well. Um, so let's if, if if we could let's kind of look at um the the sales end of things both uh re reestablishing relationships with current customers uh for one part of this question and then the second part um how to prospect new business during this time sure yeah so so current clients so these are your these are your you know the people that pay your bills your bread and butter if you will craig what are some questions that you would meet with them so this was an in person meeting that you tried to arrange and if that scares you, just pick the five closest clients that you get along with, because I can tell you this is very valuable. But send, Craig, how would you go about this? How would you? So would you? How would you contact them to see if they were available for a meeting? Um, I I always tried the phone first. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's something about the the way realtors do business is face to face, and so mm-hmm. that that reaching out on the phone and not using uh, text or email. Uh, or you know electronic ways of of reaching people, but reaching out on the phone and and asking uh, if you can take them out for coffee, you know, just and sit down with them face to face. Again, those face to face relationships. That's how realtors do their business. Um, it, it like I said, treat them to coffee. Um, mm-hmm. We I, I had a, a coffee shop that was just north of me a little bit, and it was a, gr- a great central spot. Uh, to meet a lot of my clients, it, it was central for all of us. And, and so we'd, we'd meet there. And, um, you know, some of the things that we would talk about, we would review the year, obviously, you know, what went well, what could things, you know, what could be improved on uh, going into the new year that you could do better for them. Um, ask them a lot of questions. So one of the things is, you know, what are their goals uh, in terms of number of listings for this this upcoming year, how, how you know what growth percentage did they want to do they want to see? Um, talk about some of the, their traditional marketing plans. Are they looking at maybe doing TV commercials or radio or print ads? Uh, so go over the traditional marketing. Uh, 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 outlets, uh, but then also talk about their social media marketing plan. Um, what kind of content do they want to put out? What platforms are they planning on being on, or do they want to try and start and, and learn more about? Um, so yeah, social media marketing. Um, what are their needs for personal branding? Um, one of the we, we just talked with Devin Pastorius just a couple of episodes ago, and uh, what he shared at, at the PMRE conference was uh, the, the fact that our, our photography is really not selling the listing. Um, the, the realtor is selling the listing. The price is selling the listing. What we're doing for the photographer is selling them. We're trying to help them earn more listings. And we do that through the media that we produce for them. So they're, they're personal branding. How can we help them uh, earn more listings through uh, marketing and selling them, the realtor, not trying to sell the house, but sell them. 
Um, what what new marketing products and services do you have available that can help them reach these goals? You know, a lot of times during the busy season, again, you don't have time to necessarily introduce all of your clients to the new things that you could do for them. So this is a perfect time uh, really to, to hear their dreams and their goals and then find what you have in your toolkit that can help them achieve those goals. You're, you're part of their marketing team and, and that's how you need to you know, uh, position yourself, not just their photographer, but they're part of their marketing team to help them grow their individual real estate business. Yeah, no, that, that's great, Craig. One, one thing that I, I, I love that you do, and, and we believe in this very strongly, is you're, you're not selling. You're, you're not, this is not a hard sell to them. This is just, hey, thank you, first off, for being a valued, being an awesome client. And I just want to know how I can better serve you. Uh, the market's changing. What do you think that's going to bring in 2023? Uh, and, and and they talk, they, they read all day. They hear about this from their managers and their managing brokers. Um, and, and they're in this all day, every day. So get, and you'll find great information in there. And then when they ask that, okay, so I think listings are going, uh, going to be down if they say that. Um, okay. Uh, or it's gonna, it's gonna be, okay. So let's just take a, a, a life world, a, a world topic right now. So, uh, it's going to be more difficult to sell a house in 2023. That is a perfect one. Like your bell and buzzer should be going off. Okay, so how can I better serve you to help you not only sell more houses, but to get more listings? And then it might be anything that Craig said, like, oh, I think my branding needs updated. I would like to start doing some, some TV commercials or streaming commercials, or I just want to produce a video I want to be in my videos. So just ask them. They will tell you. Trust me. They will tell you. Just ask the questions. And don't be afraid to go in with a piece of paper. Just write them down. I think it shows that you care. Um, ask them if you can take notes. So say, hey, can I take notes about our conversation? And just write uh, while they're talking. Oh, they love that. Yeah, they love that. Now, this is just an older thing for me. Like, don't type on your phone. And don't type on your computer. That would just—that's just a personal preference. But I think anytime, like if you're taking notes, that you will blow them away if you take in a sheet of paper and you write on the piece of paper. I think that shows a lot of of of, of um, care. Right. Yeah. Because you, you could be doing anything on that phone or mm -hmm. or that computer, yeah. that laptop. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. So let's let's look at the other part of this. Um, you know, obviously we're re you know, reestablishing current relationships with with current clients, but um if we're if our goal is to grow and to scale, we have to find new business as well. So what are some of the things that we should be doing in prospecting uh new business, establishing new relationships with with realtors that we haven't worked with before during this slow season? Yeah, so this piggybacks right on the tail end of your current client meetings, one question that you should ask them, and typically it's towards the end, doesn't have to be, but you ask them, do you know anybody, any other realtors that would uh, appreciate and like our services that we could serve with our services, you know, with our products? Um, ask them something like that and see if they have a referral. Is there anybody in your office that you can refer me to? Now, the thing is, realtors ask for referrals all the time. So don't be afraid. I, I think I, I, I don't like I don't th I think this is a tough question for me to begin with because it's just my personality type. I was like, oh, I don't want to trouble them. But 
I, I had to get on my own head. You just need to ask it. You truly do. You need to ask them. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. You know, that that's the worst thing. Uh, I will give you a little bit of a tip. If you're sitting with one of your owners, so say you have a broker deal and you're sitting with an owner and you shoot for the company, I would ask a more pointed question because remember there, they are creating a marketing platform for their company to be strategic and they want it a little to themselves. So I would ask them, do you know X from Y company in that in, in Z city? So, I, you know, there's a good chance they're not going to say, oh, yeah, just use my competition down the road. But you might say, hey, in a city that's 30 or 40 minutes away, do you know this broker? I learned that, that it's better off to ask them who they know than to ask them if they know someone uh, because it's just too open-ended for a for an owner. And I think they go, oh, yeah, I know so. And so they go to this conference and I can send you an email and I'll connect both of you. So just a little bit different there. Yeah, I think a realtor, you can ask if they have anyone that would just get, ask for a name and then a broker or an owner of a company. I think you ask them if they know a specific person. Do you know the person who owns this company in that city? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. So what about getting introductions to brokers? You know, say you've you've built your business thus far uh, by by getting getting new customers agent to agent to agent. Um, how how do you get uh, the broker level relationship? You know, how do you get that introduction uh, to a broker uh, that that maybe you don't know personally? Yeah. Ask your current clients when you sit with them. And just say, hey, could you introduce me to the broker? Could you introduce me to your manager? Uh, I would love to look at how we could put together a package for the entire company, uh, get some nice uh, or get some, you know, I, I would, we could put together some special bundles, bundles for your company and we can make them, you know, give them to the entire, uh, make them available to the entire company. Um, yeah, just ask for it. It's, you can email a, a broker directly, um, you know, it's hit or miss. There's, um, it's more miss than hit actually. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. A, a warm lead into a broker. These are busy individuals, especially those that are running, you know, if they have four or 500 agents, that's a busy, busy individual. Um, but they will, they do, those brokers serve their realtors and they listen to their realtors, especially if you can get a top realtor to say, Hey, yeah, I'll introduce you. Um, that, that would be my suggestion about how to go about it. Yeah, yeah. As as you were sharing that, that that was kind of in in the back of my mind. Is is yeah. Find one of your your biggest fans, one of your best clients. That's a high producer, you know, high volume producer. Uh, that the the broker wants to make those realtors happy. They're going to work hard for them. Um, so if if you have one of those clients that they love the work that you're doing, they're going to be a great um, go to to really go to bat for you to make that introduction to the broker. So yeah, it, you you nailed it on the head. Let, let me switch back to um, one of the more of a tactics approach. Um, one of the things that I did, and I stole the idea from you guys, and, and I'm wondering how relevant this approach still is today with all the electronic communication that we have. But what about the idea of a, a very high quality, you know, glossy, full color, multi-page, really high-end catalog or, or brochure um, that you can put in the hands of your realtors or brokers or drop, you know, drop a stack off to an office. Um, is, is that still something that, that has marketing value in today's world that's so driven, you know, by, by our cell phones and, and QR codes and all that? 
It is, you know, we, so we did, we call it, it was an eight by eight. So it was eight inches by eight inches square. And I think it had eight pages, eight or 10 pages. And it went everything, it went over everything, all of our products and services, a little bit about the company and some of our values. And it was, uh, it was just a showpiece. And it was professionally printed. It was very nice paper. Uh, you know, it was it was bad or had you know it was it was like a booklet. And uh, so we got the same response, Craig. Is is we would give them the individuals, and they would go, "Oh wow!" So if if you're just a startup, if you've just started, and this is nothing against you, you're thinking about fifty other things right now, other than can, how am I going to produce this professional portfolio? Um, it does have a just a wow factor in front of the agents. Uh, we have switched, pivoted into, uh, we went to a just uh, eight and a half by 11, uh, a, a single fold. And I'll tell you, the verdict's still kind of out. We went to the QR codes so that we wanted to make it more interactive. And I think we got better responses from our eight by eight. I think people were more apt to take the eight by eight, but the, 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 the folders, um, and for you on YouTube, let me see if I can find one. Um, I'll find them and we can, we can post them or I can send pictures out, but, uh, we actually got better responses from, uh, the, the eight by eight booklets than we did the, the larger folders. I don't know if it's the size or people just thought, I don't know what they thought, but I think we're going back to the eight by eights, um, and going to, going to continue to do that. Yeah. There's just something, uh, tangible about having a good quality marketing piece in your hands that you can put into the hands of somebody else. It's, it's almost like, um, uh, you know, holding a traditional book and, and reading a, a good book and flipping the pages versus uh, an ebook that you can, you know, read on your tablet. Yeah. Uh, you know, the tablets and the ebooks, great for travel, you know, especially when you're on a plane, just take one tablet. Maybe you've got three books you're working on want, wanting to read, save a lot of space and weight. Um, but there's just something when, when you're not traveling to sit down in a, in a comfy chair and, and, you know, have, have a, a book and the, the, the feeling of the paper, you know, through your fingers and flipping the physical page. I, I, I don't know. I just agree. I, I'm, I guess I'm old school and I, I still love that, that old way. So the, putting a physical piece of, of marketing in somebody's hand that looks really good and represents your marketing ability um, goes a long way uh, to, to really making an impression on, uh, for your business. Um, so something I want to do is we're talking about what we should be doing uh, during during this slower season is, is just share a, a personal story, Todd, if that's all right, um, when when I was running C Imaging and, and give just give you the, the viewer or the, or the listener, especially if you're if you're newer to, to the industry, um, just a, an example of how important it is to really work on your business to um, to find uh, new clients to use this slow time to get in front of your prospects and your current clients to reestablish those relationships. So um, my my first uh, foray into this industry, I started like midsummer. It was June, July, somewhere in there. Um, and I started with one client, just one one good agent. I, it was a friend. He was a former pastor. Um, and, and over the course of, of the next six months through the end of the year, uh, picked up a, a couple more clients and uh, saw the, the, the potential for this business and uh, decided to go after it uh, just full bore. Um, really, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, had, I had to try it. And so between midsummer and the end of the year, I, I had a total of 35 shoots. Okay. Not real impressive. Um, but as I was going into November and December, all of a sudden, you know, the very few shoots that I had got even 
to be more, <laughs> more scarce. And, um, I, I realized, okay, real estate slows down in the winter. Um, but I was also getting, uh, more response to phone calls because agents were actually available. Uh, they weren't so busy either. So I took all the time I could to get in front of as many agents as possible, you know, between November and, and say, uh, March, and, and as many brokers and get into as many office meetings as I could to really talk about what I was doing, you know, to share the successes I had had with the few clients that I had, talk about the benefits that I can bring to them, and just worked my rear end off to get in front of as many people as I could. And that, that was something because I'm, I'm an introvert, uh, but I, was, I enjoyed what I was doing. So it was easy for me to talk about and ask questions about their business. And I, I believed in the value of what I could bring to an agent. And if I believe in something, I, I can talk about it and I can I can ask the questions of what my potential clients' goals are and, and talk about how we could partner up and I could help them. Um, so I was able to talk about it all day. So worked really hard during that slow time to, to really make myself known, get in front of as many people as I could, start new relationships, Got a lot of verbal interest. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll try you in the spring when things speed up again. Well, in that next full year, now remember, 35 shoots between uh, you know mid-year, uh, it was 2017 to the end of the year, and then 2018, uh, that full year, I went from 35 shoots in those six months to 535 listings that I shot in that full next year of 2018. Um, just blew my socks off, uh, but really goes to show uh, the results that can you can have when you make a concerted effort to use that slower time to really get in front of more uh, more realtors and, and introduce yourself and get active in the industry um, you know going to, to board you know board meetings and being sponsoring events and just making yourself known. Yeah, that is that is a fabulous way to end today, Craig. There is so much truth in there. And uh, I, along with Craig, would just urge you to do that, to put in that time. It's it's work. It's work. You know, especially if you're an introvert, that's not that's like the last thing you think about wanting to do is to reach out to somebody that doesn't know you and ask them to have a conversation in person. Like, come on, who does you know what introvert does that? But 35 shoots to 500 and some shoots, and then you scaled to over a thousand, Craig, is just exciting. And it, it, that is, that's the hard work that you need to put in. There's no easy way around it. Uh, our core value number two at WOW is, is you know, it, it just takes hard work. If it was easy, anybody would do it. So just great advice, Craig. A few episodes that we really want to encourage you to to check out that that we've done in the past that are really related to to increasing your sales and, and how to sell, especially during this the slow time. Um, and you can check these out on our YouTube channel and go back on on the audio podcast as well. But here here are the ones that you might you might want to check out if you've missed. Um, number one, networking with realtors one on one part one, and then also networking with realtors one-on-one -on -one part two. Um, how to sell to the needs of realtors. That's another episode that I, that, that we really think you'll get a lot of a benefit out of. Um, brokerage deals. 
Um, Spiro is set up to really make brokerage deals uh, easy to set up, and it's a great way to scale your business quickly. Instead of slogging it out realtor to realtor, um, how can you put together a deal for an entire brokerage and maybe get you know, 30, 30 realtors at once? Um, so check out the brokerage deals episode. Also, how to increase your average sales price, um, how, to, how to bundle things more together and, and you know, have a higher, a higher uh, package price than just, you know, one item here, one service there. Um, so again, a, another great episode, how to increase your average sales price. We'll put together uh, a playlist on, on our YouTube channel that has those five episodes that you could, you can watch and, and find easily. I was going to say, I want to give a shout out. We are new subscribers on YouTube. So I wanted to give a shout out. We have Real View, uh, Real View from Cork, Ireland. Great to have you in. Uh, Jeff Pearson. Thanks, Jeff. And Justin Boswell with Boss Photography. So thank you for subscribing. If you haven't, it helps us. Click the little button. Plus, you're also notified when we drop a new episode. Uh, just click that subscribe button. Uh, you can do it in all the different podcasts. It looks a little bit different. It's a heart in one and subscribe in the other. Uh, but thank you for doing that. And welcome new subscribers. Yeah, the, the, just the benefit of subscribing is is to really be you know be aware of when a new episode drops and and our whole goal is just to to help you to provide education whether it's something that we share or a guest that we invite on the show uh, we just really want to benefit you the viewer and the listener and and help you build a, a good strong business um, you know a couple of these uh, new subscribers that Todd just mentioned you know Todd um, you mentioned Real View from Cork Ireland he he is just getting or he or she we're not sure. Uh, um, but they're just getting their business going and said that it left us a comment that these episodes have, have given them a lot of great ideas to implement right off the bat uh, as they, they launch their business. Awesome. Um, Justin from uh, from Boz Photography, Todd, you'll love this. Um, 18-year-old, I'm going to say kid because I'm... Yes. Well, I'm older than that. <laughs> but anyway, 18-year-old kid uh, that that has started his own business, has already had it for two years, and is looking to grow and, and get better. I mean, man, if I had had that kind of vision, you know, when I was 18 for, for business, how, how much further in life would I be already? So, you know, kudos to, to Justin. That that's, that's the whole idea of this, is we want to help people, you know, like Justin and like RealView over in Cork, Ireland. Um, just establish a good, solid business that you enjoy doing, um, that that you gr- you can grow, you can scale, um, that you can g- really get a lot of fulfillment out of, and and run a solid, ethical business of of integrity, and uh, you know provide a real value and, and service to mm-hmm. your clients. So, yeah, be sure to to like you know any episodes that really uh, just hit it for you, and and share if you know of others others that could benefit you know from this. Maybe uh, somebody you've gotten to know in one of the Facebook groups, uh, you know. We just encourage you share share the the knowledge and um, uh, let's just we're we're in this together. So um, a, a reminder: if you're watching this on YouTube, we do have an audio version of the podcast. You can check that out at spiromedia.podbean.com. Uh, we're on all the major uh, audio podcast platforms. Or if you're listening, uh, you can watch this on YouTube as well. And and again, if you subscribe, uh, that would just be fantastic. Uh, so that pretty much wraps things up for this week. Um, hopefully we've given you some great ideas on what you can be doing during this slower season. Don't panic. Uh, this is normal. It will come back, you know, late winter, early spring. 
Um, but it's a, just a great time to plan, uh, to work on your business, not in your business, and and just have a stronger uh, year in the in the in the coming year. I think that says it well, Craig. Keep your head up, stay positive. So, take a breath, work in your business, be thankful for what you've been given and blessed with, and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.